Hi, I'm Lucas James. And I'm Jordan Ross. And I'm AJ Casada. And we're the co-hosts of How to Scale an Agency. After scaling our own agencies to over $185,000 per month in sales and working with agencies doing hundreds of millions of dollars in revenue like Hawk Media and Neil Patel, we've made this show to interview the top digital marketing agency owners and highlight the fastest ways to scale your agency. If you would like to join a community of like-minded agency owners and scale your business while doing so, go to eightfigureagency.co forward slash call to explore options on how we can help you scale your agency. What is good, agency owners? We have a really cool conversation today. So I have one of our beast motherfucking awesome consultants, and that's the title, Beast Motherfucking Awesome Consultants. Uh, we got Joe here today. And in real time, so we recently brought on a new client. They are running a three business unit operation doing multi seven figures a year, doing about $4 million a year. It's a brokerage property management company, and they have a contracting business. Joe, who's going to give his intro, comes from this world, and he's someone in his last role, they, he, his business was managing over half a billion in assets. And you know, this is, for me, we're going to start to position not only exclusively with agencies, but we're going to be breaking into the real estate space. I think the property management space specifically, it's going to be a really good home for eight-figure agency. And serendipitously, you have real estate agencies, so it kind of works out as is anyway. So um. Joe, I didn't want to say your last name because I didn't want to botch it for the intro for the uh, for the audience. But um, for those of the listeners that haven't worked with you as their consultant or don't know you, who's Joe? What's the background? And then we'll just have a casual conversation. We'll talk as if this is not a podcast. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, it's hard to top that title. You dropped that in the beginning. Yeah, I mean, that's your title. You're just fucking awesome. Yeah, it's my new title. Um, so what's up, everyone? My name is Joe Palomino. Like Jordan said, my bread and butter is uh, real estate. I've been in the real estate industry for past 12 plus years and have really been in it from multiple angles. So whether that is the development side, home builders, uh, investment and management for small companies, larger companies, that's been primarily the space that I played in for, for most of my traditional career. So happy to, that we got a client that's, that's in that space. That's exciting for me. And again, like the parallels that I'm seeing of agencies, real estate or marketing, and there's a lot there that um, I'm leaning into right now, which is fun. Yeah. And for those of you who don't know Joe, he has the Midas touch. Every client that he's worked with has just like blown up in some, an amazing, blown up in a good way, not like the bad way. They have not imploded. So let's break this down, man. So I want to understand because, you know, we brought on this client that you're not working with. I said it before we clicked record. He's like... I want to work with someone who understands the nuance of property management. So like me being a sales guy, I could go onto that call. I could have probably closed him without having you on our you know, consultant team, but being able to be like, yeah, Joe, look at this guy. Joe's awesome. And he comes from your world. He's, he's literally done this. What are the nuances that we may not know? Is it, I'll pause there because I don't want to give a leading question. What are the nuances? Yeah, for sure. I think one of the nuances is just the pain of, of getting it wrong and understanding the real estate side of if you don't have your people set up right and you don't have your operations dialed in, there's just unique factors within real estate of the pressures that you get from lenders and investors and clients and residents and homeowners, right? There's, there's so many different 
touch points within real estate because it's such a people-intensive business. But some of the nuances beyond that, more specifically, would be just the types of KPIs that we're tracking, how to exactly set up the structure of the organization and the operation so that departments are you know, in, in harmony with one another. There's just a lot of nuance in those two things that are really important to get right because without it, it just ends up becoming a painful experience, especially on the property management and, and service side of the business. All right, so let's start with property management. Let's get hyper-specific here. KPIs that are unique. I'm running a property management company. What are the unique KPIs that, like we have that client, they're probably not thinking about these KPIs or they probably don't, I mean, they don't have any KPIs. I know that for a fact. What are the things you're going to tell them that you wouldn't, when you think about a marketing agency, like these are hyper-specific that they're only, it's only going to be relevant to a company that's a property management business. What are the specific KPIs that are nuanced? Yeah, so there's really different departments within even within property management that I think are important to focus on. So one of the unique things is obviously maintenance service. It's like somebody's physically going into your home, your apartment, your condo, and is, is doing a work order and is repairing something. So just tracking like number of work orders, our response time on work orders, um, the survey score, right? The customer experience associated with that very specific touch point with that work order. So like within maintenance, there are very specific things that we need to be tracking. And again, that's just one bucket within property management. Sales is pretty straightforward, right? We want to be tracking our, our traffic, our leads, uh, our conversion rates. That's pretty straightforward. But then there's the other side of property management, which is you know, your re- renewal rate, your renewal percentage, the trade-out, meaning you know, how much more money are we getting on a lease you know, versus the previous lease? You know, what, what does that percentage look like in terms of our, our, our uh, lease trade-out? Our engagement overall in terms of our reputation management, so tracking our Google reviews and our overall customer or you know, tenant satisfaction scores. There's just a lot of nuance there amongst those three categories alone that are really important. And then there's the financial side, which is tracking delinquency and collections or evictions. There's so many KPI, um, you know, KPIs that we could be tracking, um, but those are probably the ones that come to mind. But again, they're, they're not all you know, straightforward. Some of those are very unique and specific to, to property management. Do you have through, whether it's the previous company you worked for, or even with our current clients, do you have these, like in a, whether it's a spreadsheet or a document, like these are the ones that we're tracking, all right? Ready? Like, hey, here's a template that I've, I've used in a previous business or from our previous experience for property management. Yeah, for sure. And that's, you know, right now in real time, working with, you know, this new client that's in the space, we're about to dive into that topic. But yeah, like I have a scorecard that's been kind of battle tested that I've used, you know, through the pandemic when everything was sort of upside down in the industry and we had to make a lot of pivots. That's always been a reliable source for me. But you know, I don't think there's any one way to do it, but I've seen a way to, to be successful with it. And in terms of ADAF, your way is our way <laughs> for, for the sake of property management. Um, because look, these all, I think the good thing about when you talk about property management, one, as an operator, I could, I can just know these things, right? Like I've been on the receiving end and obviously as a business owner, as an operator, it's like easy to just understand how we track these things. Is there a software that you, like with our current client, is there a specific software you're going to be recommending or softwares for the property management business or even the different? 
property management brokerage contractor? Let's start with property management. Yeah. Yeah. So within property management, it's really going to come down to the size of the company that the client has. So some of the names that are in the industry that you'll hear about are you know, RealPage, Entrada, Yardi, uh, Appfolio. And then there's a few others that are, are more for uh, smaller scale clients. But really, it's going to depend on where, where the client's at today, where they want to go. Um, I've worked with each of those systems and I know kind of their pros and cons and, and how they may benefit somebody that has a, a 50 person company versus a, a 10 person company. But the nice thing is that within each of those pieces of software, there's a lot of functionality that we could be building dashboards business intelligence that's going to have the cool widgets and the KPIs all in one spot that allows us to track and monitor performance in real time and, um, and be more consistent with that practice. Based on the current size of the client you're looking at that you're working with, which RealPage, Entrada, Yardi, Appfolio, which one do you think you're going to recommend for them? So they're currently on Appfolio, which helps. I think it's just a function of getting in there and dialing some things in with process, how we're reviewing KPIs and you know, I think that's where it's not just about setting the KPIs, but like specifically, when are we looking at those KPIs? You know, what are the feedback loops in which we're looking at things that are off track and then taking corrective action and making process change? Even if you have all the KPIs down, there's the whole other side of the equation within operations, which is, do we have documented processes? Are we looking at the data? <laughs> are we you know, building those practices internally into our operation at every level? That's going to be super important as well. Scaling your agency month over month is hard. You have to work on delivery and worry about retention and sales, appointments, managing your team, and so much more. I was able to grow a multi seven-figure business and remove myself completely from the day-to-day operation. If you want to do the same, I will show you the exact process I followed to hit the $2 million per year run rate and completely remove myself from the operation. If you want to build the dream business and live the life of your dreams, go to eightfigureagency.co forward slash value. I will show you how to build a business that can grow and operate without needing you. Once again, this is eightfigureagency.co forward slash value and I will give you my best training ever for free. Yeah, I feel like per any business, right? I feel like, is there a specific nuance that just unique, let's just say in property management that same thing we might not be considering or I might, I, I just don't know because I've never actually consulted a business in property management, but what's the nuance there? Is there a nuance when we look? Yeah, there's, there's not a nuance that really comes to mind. I just think timing of certain KPIs is going to be really important. So if you're managing properties, specifically apartments, you're really going to want to be monitoring your projected occupancy, really forecasting into the future. So I think it's just really keeping an eye on KPIs that are not just telling you, hey, here's what happened in the past, but also building in some KPIs that have a forecasting component to them that shows you like, hey, here's where this property is going based on where we're at today. So there are some KPIs that I think you know, in terms of cadence and frequency, you're, you're going to look at them weekly, but just making sure that they're more forecasting in nature versus historical data. For, let's say, apartments or whether it's a you know residential regardless, it's that forecasting model 30, 60, 90. Um, what would you, just as a templated blueprint, do you, what would you recommend? Yeah, for sure. It's 30, 60, 90 for that 
specific example that I gave. And that's, you know, the cadence you're going to want to look at for your projected occupancy, your renewals. That's where your exposure is going to be on the revenue side. That's definitely the cadence I would look at. For property management, you mentioned org chart and operation. What are the nuanced, like, and let's just use the example of a, uh, agency, right? In an agency, the, the nuanced roles you might like, I could think of media buying strategist, someone who is creating the strategy of advertising for a company. That's a nuanced role that you don't see. What are the nuanced positions for in-property management companies that you know you would only know if you're from the industry? So I think if you're looking at it from you know a very broad view, most people would maybe just think, oh, it's a property manager. And they, they do everything. And that's certainly one way to set it up. I think there's a lot of downside, however, to having one person being a jack of all trades. Because if you look under the hood, there are very specific functions that are specific to the property management side. So one of them being maintenance, like we spoke about, you're going to want a, a service department, right? a maintenance department that is focused on work orders and preventative maintenance measures things that are protecting the physical property, the physical asset uh, for either your owners, your clients, whoever the, the end user might be. Sales, I think, is worthy of stripping out and, and creating its own leasing function or its own sales function that, again, doesn't have to worry about signing renewals or collecting rent or you know chasing uh, service work orders. They, they could just be focused on sales and leasing specifically. So leasing agents you know, leasing brokers, leasing managers, things of that nature are very specific to the sales side and separate from maintenance, obviously. The whole topic of collections, what I've seen work well in the past, of like collecting rent, making sure all the rent isn't on time, managing any of the eviction process. I've seen a dedicated role for AR, right? So an accounts receivable manager or accounts receivable, you know, analyst or coordinator, somebody that's just dedicated to that function of the portfolio, which is pretty unique. And then I think the big one that is unique in all this that I've seen work well is somebody focused just on the, you know, sort of being the good cop, right, in this relationship with within property management, which is engagement and uh, the customer experience, right, getting good survey scores, engaging our residents, uh, you know, being focused on customer service, asking for the renewal, you know, once the lease is up after six or 12 months and making sure that the residents are happy so that we are you know, getting that renewal for them to, to renew their lease for another year, because that's the biggest expense that we have as you know, property yeah. owners is turnover. What's that title typically called? So it, it kind of ranges, but what I've seen is typically an engagement manager. If you go high level and you have a big team, then there's somebody that is focused as a director of engagement, you know, really focused on that side of the customer experience. But you know, typically like an engagement manager, that's somebody that's handling all those things that are not specific to leasing and not specific to collections. What are some responsibilities that in that job title that would come up? Because I, I could think of like, I lived in Denver, which you know, you know about. Um, and when I lived at 1880 Little Raven and they would do random shit where it's like, hey, we got a sponsor in that's going to be doing a barbecue. This, is, that like the, is that the engagement manager that's doing that? 100%. Yeah, they're, they're driving the resident events. They're ensuring that you know, work orders are getting done timely. They're asking for, you know, the surveys and the reviews. They're handling all those softer touch points within the customer journey that are super important and often get 
missed by people, right? After we sign the lease, a lot of times people like forget about people, right? Then 12 months goes by and says, oh yeah, by the way, like let's, let's renew your lease. We want to keep people engaged and happy and priming them in this relationship as a tenant consistently throughout their 12 or 24 months that they uh, live in one of our properties. So this person would also have the maintenance team reporting to them based on what I heard. They're ensuring work orders are getting done on time. So they're actually the manager of the entire maintenance team. Correct. And the reason for that is because, because maintenance is so important from a customer experience standpoint. And you know, service guys are great and, and service women are great, but they don't really see the full picture of the customer journey, right? They're coming in as a specialized focus on the service side, getting the work order done. Engagements, really making sure that from the overall customer experience standpoint, that they're meeting the mark in order to get, uh, get the good service. Beautiful. We talked about a few things, KPIs, software, org chart, and the specific roles that, you know, if you don't know this world, you probably aren't considering. What are the things I haven't asked you about that I should be asking or, or we need to be considering for the other consultants when we eventually start training them on this stuff? I think the biggest thing that I've seen isn't necessarily specific to real estate, but it's, it's just been such a big issue lately is it's just hard to find good people. And it, it's just hard to find people that, are, that have the talent, the skill set, the experience specific to property management to do a good job and to really own that customer experience. And at the end of the day, we're in this business of you know, value creation, right? For the asset, for our owners, clients. And if you don't have the right people in the right seats that are, are moving the needle for you on a day-to-day basis, it just becomes incredibly hard. So I think before we even talk about KPIs and performance and structure and org chart, it's like, show me what that function looks like of how we hire, train, and retain our talent. Because just like turnover of a resident is a big expense on the actual property and that P&L, there's no bigger killer in an operation than turnover of people. So I think getting the people equation right and making sure that we have the right folks in the right seats and everyone's dialed in with their responsibilities and KPIs, that is just as important as everything else dialed in within the operation. Is there any nuance for training that in this industry is, like I said, nuance, not something that I wouldn't like, cause look, I could, I feel like I could go into any company and turn it around. Like, I really do believe that I, I feel like I have the track record, but what would I not know? Cause I don't know the industry that around training that I'd miss. I think some of the ideas that I've seen work well, because there's been a, a shortage of labor in some of these realms has been really developing training programs that help repurpose people from different industries and bring them into real estate. So you could take somebody that worked retail and was great at customer service and teach them the real estate business because real estate is simple, right? At least this side of it is, is really straightforward and simple. So like it, it does offer up the opportunity to bring people that have the right mentality, the right personality, some of the, the softer skills and be able to apply that to real estate. Same thing with maintenance. We don't need somebody that's just done property management. We could take somebody who's been a mechanic or uh, has worked in one of the trades and repurpose them to be focused in this specific role. So I think that that retraining and that process of how we recruit talent that's even beyond real estate um, is, is really going to be important for the future. You said retail, recruiting from retail. Are there any hacks or tips that you, or tricks that you have up your sleeve where it's like, we should look at this type of person from retail? Not necessarily. It's, it's a great question. I think just more broadly, we've been 
I think in the past where we would have been highly selective of saying, oh, this person doesn't have real estate experience, immediate no. I think now we're taking a deeper look and saying, hey, this person, they, they have experience. It's just through a different lens. And let's open up a conversation and, and engage them to see if that they have the right interests and, and are aligned with kind of what, what we think this role is going to be for them. So I don't think there's really anything too specific to that. I think it's just a function of, again, having that intentionality up front with, with how we're recruiting our people. Beautiful. Awesome, man. Well, dude, I, I'm sure this will not be our last conversation, but this is definitely a, a starting point. For everyone that's listening, the number one thing that I'm thinking about for ADAF is, you know, we're doing well in the agency space, but, you know, that's not our forever niche. The largest goal is the books behind me. These are agnostic business books. And I think that when I think about the longevity of this business, it, it has to evolve past one industry, right? So this, you're literally seeing, this is my first ever conversation where, you know, we'll, we'll take these ideas. I've been taking thorough notes, people, org chart operations, software, property management, KPIs. Like these are really nuanced. Joe, can you do me a favor and can you record your sessions with your client? Um, I'm sure we'll get another client in this space, but I think everything that you do with them, if you're comfortable, I'd love to just be able to, the templates you send that to them, if we could just have you in a folder that as you send them templates, if we could document it for the future, would be awesome. So Joe, you're the fucking man. I love you. I'm so grateful to work with you. And um, yeah, guys, you met, you just met one of our dope ass motherfucking consultants and that's the title. And Joe, thank you so much for your time. So guys, if you have enjoyed this, if you're struggling and you feel like you need more structure in your business, go to eightfigureagency.co forward slash call. We can help you out. What is good, agency owners? Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you were looking for support growing your agency and are not sure the best way to do that, go to eightfigureagency.co forward slash call where you will book a call with us and we will start our process to help you figure out what is the best way to grow your business. We're going to review your systems, add value, and help you understand a new model and system that you can start to build that is going to easily enable massive growth this year. Once again, that is eightfigureagency.co forward slash call, where we will help you scale your agency and add $10,000 in MRR per month. Cheers.